my mom, she kind of taught me not to have souvenirs. Every time I would attempt to buy a souvenir, my mom would just be like, we're going to put it in the house. This podcast is brought to you by Alda, where we connect you with some of your favorite sustainable brands. Be sure to check us out at alda.life. Or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Alda Lifestyle. Oh, I almost forgot something. Protect your wild. What's up, everyone? We're coming to you live on Facebook at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Mountain Time. And uh, yeah, as I said, we're on Facebook Live. Um, Check us out on Instagram. And this is the All The Podcast. And today we're talking about minimalism. So um, yeah, let's talk a bit more about that. And what we're going to get into in this podcast is consumer behavior, uh, meaningfulness, uh, tiny homes, traveling, the environment, and some tips for you to take home and learn from. All right. So yeah, all about uh, to get this started and everything. Yeah. To get started talking about minimalism and everything. Uh, let's talk about uh, our experiences with moving. Um, I know Colin made a big move. I've made a big move. And how, how um, yeah, our things felt, our experience, things like that. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll start off because I, I just recently moved out to Colorado, to Boulder, Colorado, from Gainesville, Florida. And nothing makes you realize how much crap you accumulate over your time. If you've lived somewhere a while, then, then when you have to move, right? So, you know, yeah. you go through all the old clothes that you just never got around to getting rid of. You go through weird trinkets, is that a good word? Trinkets, souvenirs, yeah, like trinkets. Yeah. random junk that you never like, you just forget you even have. It stays in some junk drawer, or, like slid under your bed, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I had to, you know, basically clean house and then take uh, take the important furniture, clothes that I actually wear, and you know, cut down big time on all the stuff that I have when I decided to move out here. But uh, yeah, how about you? You moved uh Okay, so uh, when it comes to my experience, um, I moved from Africa to America when I was eight, so I was really young, and um, for me, what we did was we put it all our stuff in like a, like a shipping container and got it shipped here, um, so like all my toys and other belongings and everything kind of were packed up, and I didn't see them for a while, and I was kind of like, what's happening to my life? right now um and then we flew over and we just had our suitcases and whatever and uh we landed in america still everything was strange and like culture shock kind of happened um the way people talked the things they referred to people didn't say tomato sauce they said uh ketchup and just weird things um that just threw me off a little as a kid. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? Um, it's, so, it's the ketchup tomato sauce thing that was so weird. Yeah. No, it's not only that. It's just like the way people <laughs> like talk 
was was a huge factor. Like, um, it, it felt almost like going into a movie. Um, because you watch like movies in Africa, but they're the same movies you see in America, and um, the accents mm-hmm. are the same. So now you're like, what? Is, what is happening? Why is everyone talking like this? So, um, and I didn't really grasp the concept of like I moved really, really far away until we got on the plane. And I was like, oh, we're going real far. <laughs> like we were like almost I think sixteen hours on a plane. So yeah. Anyway came to America and finally got our first apartment and it didn't really feel like home until I got my stuff like with the shipping container came and I saw my toys and all my other things and I was like oh oh this is my new home now like this is this is this is it because I could see the things from like my previous home Mm -hmm. here um that kind of like mentally made sense to me as a kid um so that was my experience with uh, belongings and moving and things yeah. like that. Um, then the the obvious move to college, um, I fit everything in a Camry. I only have like a few valuable <laughs> items, so I stuck those in and a whole bunch of clothes. I realized I have a lot of clothes, so yeah. And then I came to Gainesville. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So nothing. Yeah, that. So talking about what. Oh, I was just gonna say nothing like like a, a move to another country especially makes you realize the amount of like stuff when you have to pick everything up and put it in something and <laughs> ship it across seas especially and then unpack it all yeah. right <clears throat> yeah and you have to prioritize yeah that's for sure um, so anyway um, talking about all that it gets into um, consumer behavior right we, we all want to be minimalist and, um, you know, cut down on the material belongings and everything else, um, buy things that are, you know, only needed and not just excess, excess junk laying around. Mm-hmm. Um, but that brings up the question, um, is minimalism only for the wealthy? So I was reading an article uh, by The Art of Manliness and things like that, that um, minimalism is only like it's meant for wealthier people and the logic behind this argument and perspective is that um for example in this article they say um the author was saying oh i carry a three-year-old laptop and since it's old um i have to carry the charger with me in case it runs out of power um but i also carry a notepad pens um a book snacks but a wealthy person would just carry their laptop, their iPad, and their wallet would serve as everything else. If they got hungry, they'd just buy food wherever they are. Um, they needed anything else, they just you know, paid for it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, dog so just started whining some. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that might happen. That's right. <laughs> the risks you take, you know. But no, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was the chair squeaking. But anyway. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go let him out. Hold on. Um, <laughs> just keep going. Okay. Hold it back. This is too funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's um. That's that experience with. You know, minimalism. 
um, buy less, or not buy less stuff, but, um, you know, only wealthy people are able to afford mm-hmm. yeah. the luxury of being minimalist. And I think uh, a thing that's kind of bad about it is because, um, you know, a wealthy person will be like, oh, look, look at me, I've unlocked the secret to happiness and whatever. They'll be preaching to people with, you know, um, less fortunate circumstances and they'll be like, oh yeah, I live a very minimalist life and like the secret to happiness is having less to some people who have less, but they they can take the risk of having less because if they ever need anything, they have the safety net mm-hmm. versus the person who doesn't have the safety net. They can't take that risk. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. For yeah. Them. And I, you know, in a, in a sense, it makes some sense, right? But, uh, like, what I would like to do is a, appeal to, like, that your average Joe, right? Or, like, you know, somebody somebody our age or in, in yeah. kind of, like, our position. Like, just a normal person, not, not super wealthy, not super poor either. But, um, you know, some of the, the concepts and consumer behaviors, it, it, like, starts with, like, what you buy, you know? So if you know what you have already and... Uh, when you're in a store, you'll be, I feel like, less likely to um, make impulse buys, right? Because you already kind of keep things organized yeah. and have an idea in your head of, of what you actually have in your room and what you have in your house. And um, you'll maybe second guess buying like another bl- blanket or, you know, any any type of random item that you probably already have multiples of, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, uh, that's, you know, that's what we should, should aspire to do. But I think both of us, you know, fall short on that. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm, uh, a lot worse about than, than other aspects of sustainability is keeping things minimal. Um, yep. So that segues into the next topic, which is meaningfulness and uh what things are are worth to you um so for example you know um uh, how how do i explain it i might have you know a few pocket knives right but one was given to me from you know my grandfather that's the one i would not throw away but if i I had a choice you know to you know reduce all the things in my life i'd get rid of the other ones versus that one and i think it's important for us to Mm-hmm. you know try not to ascribe meaning to items because they're just you know things but as humans we somehow correlate you know gifts and things like that to memories and situations and it brings about this paradox um you know if you ascribe more meaning to items in your life mm-hmm. that now you can't get rid of um is that really being uh you know minimalist mm-hmm. yeah yeah because yeah yeah it's uh so what's what's your perspective on that Colin? sure yeah um it's what makes it hard right because you don't you don't want to put sentimental value on things that don't deserve it but at the same time as as life goes on as you grow older and stuff like that you get you kind of acquire more of those items right so for example i i got like a knife you know, that my dad made when I was really young, that was handmade, and he gave to me when I was, you know, older, 
that's that's something that I'm not you know gonna give up. But that's also not a knife that I mm-hmm. use because it has that sentimental value, you know. So I have a another like pocket yeah. knife that I actually want to use for things, and um, you know, same thing goes from like my high school days, right? I uh, I was in the marching band, played snare drum, mm-hmm. and as I was home over the holidays, I have to go through and figure out what what things are worth keeping for that sentimental value while not trying to clutter everything up uh, and hold on to, like, for example, all my old music. I almost held on to that, and I was like, ah, nope, to the recycling. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, same thing with me. Like, uh, I kept, you know, things from high school, and then uh, after a while, like, I looked at like, some of my old assignments and homework, I used to even save on my computer. And I was like, what am I going to do with this essay? Like, what? Right. Just delete it or, you know, just throw it away or something like that. Um, but that brings up, you know, another question. Uh, what about people who buy souvenirs and, uh, you know, trinkets and things like that? Like, what should we I'm, do with those? I'm so guilty of it. Uh, yeah, I, I admittedly was a souvenir buyer until I realized how stupid it is when I moved and I had... <laughs> Things that were in drawers, like, you know, those little pennies in a bottle where it's like, wow, how did they get that penny in that little bottle? It, it doesn't make any sense, but um, just all, all kinds of random stuff. And then when it, when it came down to it, none of that ended up like triggering the, the nostalgia and the memories and everything like, like a photo, you know, a good old fashioned picture, you and whoever was there, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I ended up having to clear out all of these souvenirs and stuff too. Yeah. So souvenirs, I, I don't think are you know worthy reminder of things. Um, but how do you feel about gifts then? Mm-hmm. About what? Like gifts, like uh, someone gives you, you know. Uh, birthday gifts or you know Christmas presents or whatever yeah. holiday it is. Yeah, uh, we talked about it some in our in our like Chris Christmas holiday season podcast. How I Christmas. feel about it. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with like returning stuff that you don't actually want or aren't going to use, but I, I think it comes back to to a thing about some stuff having sentimental value and then actual useful value, right? Like if you know you needed a uh i don't know a pair of snow gloves for example right like i'm from mm-hmm. florida and i'm trying to snowboard now your boy doesn't have any snow gloves <laughs> <laughs> so next christmas you know, use, like... useful things like that but <laughs> yeah so um i think that's a very important thing to have um and i think even like for for example my mom she kind of taught me not to have souvenirs Every time I would attempt to buy a souvenir, my mom would just be like, "We're gonna put it in the house. You're gonna, you know, you know, look at that and like feel proud of that you have this, you know, whatever thing." She was not very, uh, not a very big fan of souvenirs, uh, but it, it it's a good habit to get into. <laughs> um, so now, like even on trips and stuff, I take pictures, sure. um, but I don't buy souvenirs and stuff. Um, so, like, I think mm-hmm. you, you I pick, pick up rocks. rocks from places. Do you label them, Colin? 
Uh, no, I don't. So I just have a bag of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. So anyway, let's segue into tiny homes. Colin, tell me more about tiny homes and this trend in minimalism. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's all about kind of letting go of the obsession with like space. Mm-hmm. And because ultimately a lot of space, like having a big house, a big apartment always costs more. So uh, a lot of families or young couples and things like that have been attracted to this, this whole tiny home concept where you you basically have a home that fits your necessities, like your bed, your cooking, your bathroom and things Mm -hmm. like that. But most of the time ends up getting spent in the outdoors you know either on property that they own or in some cases when they're towing a tiny home they can just pick up and move to a new location from time to time and you know just keep things fresh yeah and uh it's it's all ties into you know like buying less when you live in somewhere so small you you can't you don't even have the option to accumulate too much stuff you know yeah that's true um, personally, I don't think I could live in this tiny home thing, uh, <laughs> that people are doing. Uh, I, I lived, you know, like in a hotel room for a few days in New York and I was freaking out. I was like, well, this is cramped. I hate it. It's claustrophobic. Um, and that, that, I, that, you know, hotel room, I was just sleeping in. I wasn't even, you know, doing anything else. I was just going up there to sleep after, after a whole day of touring the city and everything. So I don't think I could do the whole tiny home thing. Um, right. But anyway, um, start talking about, you know, the environment. The main, you know, uh, main thing about minimalism it is that it's good for the environment. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what's your perspective on that, Colin? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's to me, as simple as if you have less stuff and buy less stuff, you're taking less resources out of the environment and your overall kind of footprint of what it takes for you as an individual to like live and be happy is reduced Mm -hmm. drastically. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's to me a really simple concept and it, it makes you as a person look outwards more at the experiences that you're having and the people that you're sharing them with instead of, inwards at like what do i have what stuff is in my closet what clothes do i have you know do i have the newest tech everything like that yeah i agree um so that kind of leaves us with uh, some you know take home tips for our listeners and viewers um a, a tip i want to give everyone is a tip that my mom actually kind of instilled in me is if you're gonna buy something buy like a really high quality thing uh so and have you know mm. few things but really nice things um things that will last a long time don't buy that you know flimsier uh, electronic or the cheaper electronic that's not gonna last as long uh look at it in terms of like you know i'm gonna have this for you know seven years instead of just two yeah yeah and i would yeah. say uh like we talked about earlier with souvenirs, uh, just don't do it. It's tempting. You know, you think in your head, oh, this will be nice to remember this awesome vacation to Oregon by or something. But, dude, you don't need it. If you're buying a souvenir, too, for, for somebody who didn't go on the trip, that's even worse, <laughs> man. 
they're not going to care. They don't like it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, yeah. And I, I was guilty of it too. I, I studied abroad in New Zealand and I, you know, came back with shot glasses, which I used to be fair. But I also came back with uh, these little Maori statues that, you know, I don't even know where it is, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, <laughs> it's at my parents' displayed maybe. But um, yeah, after I moved, my whole mindset on that just flipped around. And I realized how useless these souvenirs that I had collected over the years were. Yeah. It's like, why do I got 50 smashed pennies, man? <laughs> I, I don't know. They're worth 50 cents total. I could have just had two quarters. <laughs> wow yeah so that's a good tip uh the other tip i want to leave you guys with is uh get rid of all the crap in your life uh like you know purge yeah Yeah. you know extra clothes things that you haven't worn like forever uh i know i'm guilty of this i'll you know keep us i still have shirts from middle school because i still fit in them um so you know if you, you can't remember the last time you wore it you know you should probably donate it to someone um so yeah if it's been like over a year you know you're you're not really gonna miss that shirt that much so my my uh weirdest rationalization actually for holding on to a shirt was that maybe one day it would come in handy to be a part of a halloween costume or for a themed party that was like (laughs) it was like i hadn't worn it i i would never wear it unless that situation came up so i it was ridiculous and then i caught myself in it i was like what what are you doing <laughs> that that was the dumbest logic you just used right there yeah <laughs> so that kind of um wraps up our podcast for today and um we look forward to you know seeing you guys n- next week um and yeah make sure to catch us every week on monday at like seven on facebook live or if not we're on google play itunes um and yeah subscribe get give it give us a review and uh yeah do whatever but anyway uh now starts our q a session uh all the comments and stuff we can start um hey wait wait protect your wild Special thanks to my good friend Valleys for our incredible theme song. If you want to check them out, go to Spotify or SoundCloud and type in V A L L E Y Z. 